This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And this ball's lifted into center field fairly deep. Drifting into deep left center is DeShields. He makes the catch. Tagging and scoring is Springer. Altuve will go to third. A sacrifice fly for Michael Brantley. And the Astros lead it 1-0. And Alvarez drills this one deep to right center field. Mazzara is going back. It's over his head. And one hops off the wall. Altuve can walk home. Alvarez motoring for second. The throw. Alvarez just beats it. It's an RBI double for Jordan Alvarez, and the Astros go up 2-0. 1-0, and that's driven deep down the left field line. Brantley giving chase, looking up, and that ball is gone. Just fair down the left field line, and Shinsu Chu hits a leadoff home run for the second time in three days. It's 2-1 Astros. Deep to left center field. Brantley is going back on this one, and that's gone. Back-to-back home runs to start the bottom of the first for the Rangers, and we're tied at two just like that. And it's a ground ball, left side, and it gets through. Altuve will score on the RBI single by Brantley. His second RBI of the ball game, and those opposite field hits just continue to mount for Brantley. Bregman hits this in the air, deep to left field. It sends back Gallo at the wall, looking up. See you later! Alex Bregman ties the game at four with his 24th home run of the year. And that's grounded left side, and it gets past Forsyth off his glove. Guriel scores. Stassi stops at third, and the Astros lead five to four. First pitch to DeShields, and this one's popped well to left. Going back on it, Brantley. Still going back, and it's gone. Five to five. Delino DeShields Jr. ties it up with a homer. And that is lined in the left center field. That gets down for a base hit. Springer is on his way to third. Sliding to try and cut it off is Gallo. Springer around third and coming home. Here comes the throw to the plate. It's not in time. Head first slide for Springer. Altuve gets to third. Astros lead it six to five. And that is hit in the right field. A base hit. Altuve can walk home. Bregman goes to second. Miles Straw comes through with an RBI single. And it's seven to five Astros. Left side. Bregman deep in the hole. Backhands long throw to first. Not in time. Dropped by White. Picks it up before any further advance. But Mazzara scores. And it is seven to six Astros. Deep in the shortstop's hole. Potential tying run at second. He'll back. Shaded slightly to pull. 1-0. And Fedorovich lifts this one pretty deep to left center. Straw is back. So is Mariznik. Mariznik makes the call and the catch. And that is the ball game. The Houston Astros hold on to beat the Texas Rangers 7-6 in 11 innings. As the Astros get their first win of the second half into two-game skid and have a chance for the split. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.
Greetings from Globe Life Park in Arlington, where today the Houston Astros wrap up their four-game series with the Texas Rangers. Yesterday, the Astros picked up the 7-6 win in 11 innings over the Rangers. Jose Altuve, a four-hit game with two doubles and an RBI. Michael Brantley, two for four, drove in a couple of runs as the Astros ended a two-game skid. Rangers saw their win streak end at three games. Astros 58-35, first in the AL West, six games ahead of Oakland, and eight games ahead of the Rangers, who are third in the West with a record of 50 and 43. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, the Astros have Justin Verlander on the mound today and Verlander coming off a start in the All-Star game on Tuesday in which he threw a scoreless inning, but his last four starts before the break in ERA above five. Yeah, it's all been all about the home runs. So he's given up more than 75% uh, of his runs via the home run, and he's just four away now from a career high in giving up home runs during the course of the season and still have a long way to go. So I don't really know what the answer is, you know, with the conditions uh, uh, the way they are right now and what the hitters try to do. He's a fly ball pitcher, and when you get it in the air and you make decent contact, it seems like it's leaving more times than not. So maybe pitching inside a little bit more to get off the barrel, maybe mixing in a few more change-ups, something like that, but he'll figure it out. Meanwhile, Ariel Harado on the mound for the Rangers. He got his first big league win beating Ver Verlander and the Astros last year, a 4.23 ERA in 19 games, nine starts so far in 2019. Yeah, he's been pretty useful for the Rangers. He's come out of the bullpen quite a bit, and he's made, I believe this will be his 10th start of the season, and uh, he throws a two-seamer and a four-seamer, so he gives you a different look in that way. And what I've noticed too, Robert, is that he's throwing a lot of breaking pitches for first pitch, trying to steal a strike early. So maybe the Astros hitter can maybe set on that pitch early and take advantage of it. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Come join the team. Be a part of the Astros Buddies Club, presented by BBVA Compass. Kids 12 and under can sign up to be a member of the exclusive club. Members get four tickets to select Astros games, a Buddies backpack, socks, and an Astros hat for just $30. Show your Astros pride at home, at school, and at the ballpark. Get your membership today by visiting astros.com buddies. Astros baseball. Take it back. Miley delivers, and that's a ground ball to the right side. Altuve into the grass, bobbles it. I'm not sure what he was doing, but that was awkward trying to field that. Maybe he, he was rushed thinking that Chu was going to get there quickly, but I thought he had plenty of time. 2-2 two, two is a ground ball over the shortstop. Bregman has to charge it, and he misses it. As he was charging it, crawled up his wrist and goes out into center field and alertly chew onto third base. So runners on the corners by back-to-back -back errors for the Astros. You know, A.J. Hinch was talking about it earlier today, asked about how the Astros just haven't been playing good, clean baseball, and he was talking about all facets of the game, and we've seen in this inning a couple of errors by Altuve and Bregman, giving the Rangers a chance here. Here's a 2-2, and this one's fisted into right center. Springer charging in from right, and he'll make the catch. And he'll throw on the run. Here's a one-hopper to the plate. And Stassi drops it. Chu sliding in. Had it kicked out of the glove of Stassi. The Rangers score. And the ball getting away goes into the camera well. And now another run will score. And Springer gets charged with an error on that, which is unfortunate. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, you could say the Astros almost won in spite of themselves yesterday. Yeah. Had the, the inning with the, the three errors leading to two unearned runs for the Rangers in the third last night. Some, some base running gaffes as well. 
And that was something A.J. Hinch was talking about before yesterday's game, trying to play cleaner baseball. We know this Astros team's capable of it, and hopefully we'll start to see more of it moving forward here. Yeah, in just the last two days, they've gone from the second-best fielding percentage to the fourth-best just with those five errors in the last two games. And they do they do need to clean it up. Maybe, uh, maybe some of the guys taking their at-bats out to the position, whatever it may be, maybe uh, you're starting to get exposed because some of the players are uh, out of position. Right. Something like that. So... Uh, Miles Straw in there at shortstop today. That's a perfect example. So uh, you gotta you gotta talk a lot. You, there's gotta be a lot of communication, and I think that keeps everybody more engaged. Up next, we'll hear from Astros president of baseball operations and general manager Jeff Luno. But now this from your local station. Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park, head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind home plate for a wide selection of Carbach beers, including Love Street Blonde, Hopadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at carbachbrewing.com or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. And welcome back. We're joined, as we are every Sunday, by Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno before the Astros play their final game ever at Globe Life Park in Arlington, at least final scheduled game. And uh, a lot of memories for the Astros here, Jeff. Uh, for some bad ones, at least for a while, yeah. but uh, played a lot better in this ballpark as the Astros have gotten better. Yeah, and it's always been a tough place for us to play. But like you say, we've been playing them a lot for the past few years. So there's a ton of memories here. Uh, nothing more striking to me than George Springer making that catch mm. after Tony Sip gave up a long fly ball and mm -hmm. saved the game a few years back. And there's been some other end of the game. Some of them not, haven't gone our way, but a, a few walk-offs here, but other uh, close ones that we won. And, of course, I have special memories of this stadium because this is where the World Series occurred with the Cardinals in 2011. Mm -hmm. So there was some... You know, Pujols hit three home runs in one of those games. So it's going to be sad to see it go. It's bittersweet, but I know the new one looks great, and uh, I won't miss this place too much. <laughs> Jeff, there's going to be another shakeup in the rotation. We just got some news a little earlier this morning. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, Brad Peacock's not going to be able to make his start tomorrow, which uh, means that Framber Valdez is going to be called upon. Uh, he had a brief outing last time. Didn't go that well, but we're hoping that uh, he'll give us a little more length this time. And um, and then after that, we still need to figure out what we're going to do on Tuesday, probably some internal options we're looking at. But uh, it's it's a challenge because right now we're operating with essentially a three-man uh, rotation, and we like all three of those guys, but it, we've had trouble getting consistency in the fourth and fifth spot. So, you know, we're going to keep looking at it. We look at external options. We look at internal options. And I think, uh, you know, we've tried a bunch of internal options, and, and it may be time to, to look at some external ones as well. Now, with, with Peacock, I'd imagine you, you guys still are trying to get a, a grasp on the on the scope of what's going on with the shoulder, but obviously very concerning when it looked like he was on his way back and said he felt good after his bullpen and, and now getting scratched. Yeah, and he looked really good at the bullpen, mm -hmm. and, and so it really was the next day where he, he felt something, and any time we, we're, we're going to take the cautious approach for sure. I hope it's nothing long-term, and we've, we've, you know, we've evaluated him, our doctors have evaluated him, and there's nothing structurally wrong, at least that we can see. So we're going to keep uh, treating it, and, and hopefully he'll be back in you know, a week or two. That would be, uh, that would be you know, we, need, we need him back. Jeff, as you browse the starting pitching options coming into the trade deadline, how important is it for you, knowing that there's so many pitchers on your team right now are going to be free agents, to get somebody with control beyond one year? I think we're focused on let's look at you know winning the division and then potentially facing the Yankees and the 
Twins and the other teams that we might face, the Dodgers, and do we have the right the right uh, pitchers to get through a seven-game series, five-game series, et cetera? That's our primary uh, objective. Now, if it just so happens that, that there's a player out there and we have to spend a little more in terms of prospects to get back a, an extra year of control, it's, it's a bonus. I mean, it worked with Verlander. It worked with Cole. Yeah. Uh, we really benefited from the extra years of control. But our primary focus right now is how do we uh, bolster the rotation to, to take us deep in the postseason. That's what we want. You know, you mentioned options for, for Tuesday uh, in terms of the rotation with, with Brad Peacock not making the start and Fromber moved up from Tuesday to, to tomorrow. And, I mean, it seems like the depth certainly has decreased in terms of the rotation with Corbin Martin having Tommy John surgery and, of course, J.B. Bukowskis and Forrest Whitley having their various struggles. But on the bright side, you've gotten to see guys like Rogelio Armenteros, Jose Urquidy, come pitch at this level and, and get an idea, at least get their feet wet and see if they can be viable pitchers moving forward. You're right. And I, I do think they proved that they can give us some innings up here, whether you know it's in the rotation or the bullpen, that the, both those guys you just mentioned, Armenteros and Urquidy, uh, did a nice job for us at and showed that they can do something here. And same thing with Cy Snead. The challenge is when you're moving players back and forth to the minor leagues, they got to spend 10 days down there unless right. you put someone on the DL. And Brad's already on the DL, so we can't recall Urquidy or Snead, who are still in that 10-day window. Our Materos can be recalled, so he's certainly an option we're looking at. There's a few off-roster guys, uh, Emmanuel, uh, other people like that that um, – you know, might be able to come up, but then we'd have to create a roster spot for him, which means someone else has to go off the roster. So it's it's challenging. We're working through the formula, the, the whole big puzzle right now. But um, suffice to say, we'll have a starter on the field in Anaheim yeah. on yeah. Tuesday night, and we're going to hopefully do our best to win that game. Have you explored the option of maybe stretching out somebody that's already here, like a Josh James, Chris Davinsky, Colin McHugh again? We've talked about it, and that's always an option. But, you know, we need those guys, especially if we're going to have uh, Framber, uh, tomorrow who has you know, didn't have the same number of days of rest or if we bring Armenteros back on Tuesday in short rest it's uh, or even bring up someone that hasn't been here before we're going to need the coverage in those innings and that's where James and Davinsky give you a little bit of a uh, more comfort for AJ you can go two innings like you did last night some good news on the injury front with uh, Alemis Diaz Carlos Correa both slated to start minor league rehab assignments for Round Rock tomorrow you know AJ Hinch saying yesterday that Probably a longer stint of rehab for, for Correa, but uh, obviously good to hear both of those guys on their on their way to returning and, and playing some games. I think so, and it's going to be important for us to have Diaz back. He's got so much versatility. We love the bat. He was playing so well when he got hurt. And same thing with Carlos. Obviously, we need Carlos back. He pushed back pretty hard when, when I told him he was going to go on the 60, but you know we, we know he's eligible for that St. Louis series. That's, that's what our medical mm-hmm. staff thinks is the best time for him, so hopefully he'll be back for that joined by Jeff Luno before the Astros take on the Rangers and uh, the Chicago White Sox they have a new first baseman yeah. DH AJ Reed who was designated for assignment by the Astros and uh, the White Sox picked him up all-star break he's been in their lineup uh, their, their first couple of games after the break and you know AJ was a guy who maybe this year might have been his best opportunity to get some playing time but kind of struggled this year in the last couple of years put up pretty decent numbers but just the opportunity just wasn't really there for him yeah and I think that happens with a lot of players I mean this guy kind of like the Crash Davis character he's got a lot of home runs the last three years in in AAA uh, but really didn't play well when he came up here and during spring training didn't look all that comfortable either so it was an easy for decision for us to keep him down there and, and also an easy decision for us to go ahead and uh, let him get a, a chance with another team. I was kind of uh, interested to see that he got his first home run off of Mike Fires as a White Sox yeah. the other night, so that's not too bad. 
Uh, so maybe he can help us out by beating up some of the teams <laughs> in our division. But, you know, sometimes these guys go to other teams and they have success and, and it's they wouldn't have had it here because there's no opportunity for him here. But it makes me happy because we drafted him, we developed him. And if he does have success there, uh, power to him. You know, I, I'm always kind of curious on how much pressure you get from maybe some of those types of players' agents because uh, clearly there's not a, a spot for them on the big league roster unless there's a rash of injuries. And you look at uh, how many prospects you have in the AAA level that are performing well, uh, how tough is that to balance? It is, and sometimes the players are frustrated and, and they request uh, that we should at least look at options for uh -huh. them. But, you know, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, Tony Kemp and Tyler White both out of options, uh, you know, weren't really sure how much time they would have with the big league team this year. And they're both still here and still contributing here and there. So it's, uh, you know, you be careful what you wish for. Sometimes you get traded to another team and, and they're just as block, you know, they're just as crowded as the organization yeah. you came from and, and they don't know you as well. So, but it's nice to see guys get opportunities. So I hope, I hope uh, AJ Reed gets a, a bunch of playing time over there. We've seen Josh James pitch twice so far in this first series against the Rangers and uh, three scoreless innings. Yesterday in particular, very impressive. Two innings of relief, four strikeouts are a really big key to that, that victory and wound up getting credited with the victory uh, with the Astros winning in, in 11 innings. And that's when Josh James is at his best. But yeah. it seems like sometimes we don't always know when, when he's how consistent he can be. But if he can be more like he's been these first two appearances. That's very encouraging. It is. And, you know, he's a guy that could easily slot in as a late inning reliever or, you know, a guy that can give you multiple innings. And it, it is a little bit hit or miss in terms of the consistency. But when he's on and he's throwing that fastball and, and locating his breaking ball, um, he's, he's electric and it's fun to see. I mean, it's so many of our guys coming out of the bullpen, you know, Rondon, Osuna, Presley, uh, James, they're all in the high 90s these days. And it seems like that's just cor par for the course in baseball. The hitters seem to be able to make contact with, with high 90s. So uh, they've got to have good breaking pitches and they've got to have command of those pitches. And that's where when James is on, he's really good. Hey, before July 31st, is there any other pressing need other than a starting pitcher that you, you see this team needs? Well, we look at, at everything. Is there, you know, a, a catcher situation that might work for us? Is there a reliever that might work for us? You what know, about a lefty reliever? Do you feel Possibly, that? yeah. I mean, I think we've got some righties that can get lefties out, and yeah. there's not a ton of lefties on the Yankees, and, you know, but certainly you get to, to, to L.A. if you ever get there, then that's a different story. So, um, you know, we want the best available reliever regardless of handedness, um, but part of how we value them is how well they do against lefties. Alex Bregman in the home run derby each of the last two years, unfortunately unable to get out of the first round both years. Have you guys, I know you, 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 you look at everything, you try to measure as much as you can. Have you guys looked at, the, there's always been the theory that maybe being in the home run derby can affect a guy's swing afterwards. Yeah. Have you guys looked into that at all? We've tried. There's no real data on that, just mm -hmm. anecdotal, and I'm not a believer. And I was kind of, you know, I'm okay with him coming out after the first round because there's a lot of swings those guys yeah. take to get through the whole thing. Um, I'm glad he got experienced a chance to do it, and I'm glad he said that uh, next time will be when the All-Star Game's in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I was going to ask you, Jeff, was the situation with Jake Marisnik, the last game of the first half, and that was a big topic of conversation during the All-Star break. Where, where do you kind of weigh in on that situ situation with Marisnik? I think it was so frustrating for us because we all know Jake so well. Right. We we're all 100% convinced there was zero intent there. Jake is a very athletic guy. He was barreling down the line. He decided to go left because he thought the catcher was going to go right and and there was a collision it was unfortunate the way i read the rule there has to be intent to create to start a collision and i didn't see that so i i don't think it was interpreted properly but that's you know it's not my job and with those suspensions when jake is jake's appealed 
uh, obviously we'll wait for the ruling. But with those, you have to play a man short, right? We do. Uh, and I think part of it is you punish the team a little bit for an on-field infraction like that. Um, so hopefully, he, you know, we can he, he'll get his appeal down maybe to a game. That would be yeah. a nice outcome for us. But, um, you know, it's going to be tough playing short for one or two games, whatever it ends up being. All right, Jeff Luno, Astros, President of Baseball Operations and General Manager. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 